Hello everyone, my name is Colin and this is the Living with Hope podcast. Welcome once again everyone. Today for Living with Hope, I am joined by Daniel No, youth pastor here at Living Hope Alliance Church and we are going to be discussing silence and solitude as a spiritual discipline and it's because Daniel's such a silent guy. <laughs> is that why? <laughs> no, it's not. I just know that this is a topic you're passionate about. Yeah. And since we're talking about spiritual disciplines and uh, how they are supposed to drive us towards godliness, and I think you are a very godly man, and I know that yeah. this is a practice that has helped you. So I'm looking forward to just discussing this with you today and finding out what you think about it. Yeah. And yeah, I guess we'll just start with the first question. Uh, how do you see silence and solitude as a spiritual discipline, Daniel? Yeah, right. Well, I'll start off by saying I don't. I think I'm a work in progress with with this topic. I, I, yeah. I have great mentors, uh, which we'll talk about in a moment. But um, solid science and solitude as a spiritual discipline. Um, have you ever tried it? Have you ever tried sitting in silence? I remember my first time trying this. Uh, it was such a struggle <laughs> to be to be alone and then to uh, silence out everything, especially uh when you have your phone on you or mm-hmm. you know there's a lot of distraction of traffic outside or, or whatever right? it's it's gonna take you away from your attention away so quickly um and so it's a spiritual discipline because uh it's hard it's yeah. hard to do, have to do. and uh, yep. I, I i would put it up there with um you know uh everything else that you're talking about bible intake bible memorization because as we, as we will see it really helps me connect with God a lot better, connect with myself and learn to connect with others um, uh, doing doing this practice. And so, uh, yeah, we'll talk about it. But that's how I see silence and solitude as a spiritual discipline. Because it's hard and you have to work at it. Yeah. And helps us really connect. With it does. It helps us grow people. in godliness. Yeah. And yeah. So do you have a way of defining what is silence and solitude? Because when we hear those words, I think, uh, people usually, you know, they think of a monk. Yeah, right. Cloistered away, trapped away from society, and that it's like an entire lifestyle. So how do you how do you approach silence and solitude? How do I approach it, or, or yeah. how do you define it? How do I define it? Okay, so like uh, like uh, literally, it it is to uh, to sit in silence and to be alone, right? But um, a way that I see it is uh, some words that I would throw to it is recalibrating, uh, slowing down. Um, uh, but the, the best definition that I, I have a working definition in, in the way I see it is to uh, reacquaint oneself to who you're meant to be and how you're supposed to live. Yeah. Okay. So it's just uh, uh, someone like me, like, I mean, uh, you would think it's easy for an introvert to, to always do uh, silence and solitude. Uh, but one of my problems is um, constantly listening to listening to other other people's opinions, right? Yeah, uh, and trying to please other people. And I found that this is so uh, second nature that I always do this, and and sometimes it's crippling. It, right? Well, I would say that we live in a, a noisy 
crippling society like we're constantly bombarded with advertisements noise yeah that's right yeah. uh, my phone just buzzed in my pocket as i am saying this yeah. so like those sort of things there's always there is always something screaming for our attention exactly and so then um defining silence and solitude as uh that time to pull away from from those those distractions those voices uh um those messages and and, and um and just reacquainting yourself hmm. with uh, who you were created to be, uh, who you, how your relationship with is with God, because uh, there are messages that are constantly competing for my attention, and I have to choose whether I want to believe uh, what God says about me, or what others say about me, or what I even say about myself. And so, yeah. um, silence and solitude has really been a driver in my spiritual life to really listen to that and pull away. Yeah, nice. All right, I'm going to set up the next question with sharing a little bit um, about my own journey with it. So the question is, what is a natural way that you engage with God through silence and solitude? And like one of my favorite verses, if not my favorite verse in the whole Bible is Psalm 46, 10, which is be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted upon the earth. I will be exalted amongst the nations. And for me, silence and solitude is always that first part that be still and know that I am God because mm -hmm. To do that, I don't think that we can make a noise in the face of the Almighty to know who he is. We have to sit mm. in his presence. And I think we live in a society, in a world that is now fallen and structured in a way to distract us from knowing God. Mm. And so to be still, you know, in body and in mind, in noise, and to know God is, is kind of how... I engage with God in silence and solitude is just a desire to know him more. Mm. And that's like the whole goal of the practice. So, but for yourself, how do you, what is a natural way that you engage with God through silence and solitude? So, yeah, right. I, uh, uh, not going to lie. I have to fight for it. Yeah, I really do. And again, uh, we've discussed it's a spiritual discipline. Um, silence and solitude. It, it's hard to create spaces in, in our busy schedules. There's so much demands in our, weekly schedules and i'm sure a lot of listeners um you know, could uh, could relate but i'll be honest also COVID has helped yeah, yeah <laughs> a bunch of things yeah. have been canceled and so it created a lot more margin in my schedule and so uh as of today like it looked different when i was a student but mm -hmm. as of today yeah. you know uh, some of the things that naturally have uh, come out of my time of science solitude is lunchtime lunchtime walks yep. i've intentionally tried to uh, pull myself away from the work that I'm doing and go for a walk, engage my body again, yep. uh, engage uh, my, um, like, uh, kind of rest my mind and, um, uh, and, and yeah, go for walks and, 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 and just really be intentional about uh, seeing where God is uh, working outside hmm. um, instead of uh, sitting down in the office environment, right? Yep. Um, other times are, you know, unrushed drives when i'm going for a drive is a great time yep uh and it's specifically unrushed right because you know you're in your car could <laughs> could cause some anxiety for people because you, you always have you're always late for something you're always going somewhere but uh, there are times when i'm just you know driving home from something it's late in the evening and uh i'm going home and that's when i'm like okay well this is a great moment a great space to kind of really engage uh, again with silence and solitude uh, if i'm driving alone or if I'm laying in bed late at night, um, yeah, these are all kind of pockets that I found uh, mm. of, of spaces in my life where I'm like, okay, I can really 
engage and practice this. But again, yeah. it, it's it's difficult. I have to really fight for it to to make it happen. Yeah, and if I can just like kind of pull on what you're saying here, like like one of the things I hear you saying is that silence. It's a it's a it's an unnatural practice in a noisy world, mm-hmm. and so it's it's finding that outward uh, outward silence or that outward um, kind of piece to represent an inward piece that God is creating mm-hmm. within you. And so mm-hmm. you're, you're representing out to the world, what you're, what you're searching for inside. So that silence and solitude is, you know, a, kind of a, a defiant stance against the way the world's operating, just hearing what you're saying. Yeah. yeah so, right. yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Yeah. That's fantastic. So um, is there more you wanted to share there? Uh, I would, again, I would say it's, a growing process right? yeah, like, like yeah. It, it, you just gotta like for me I, like today it's lunchtime walks but um the seasons change and mm-hmm. you know, it's going to be different stage of life uh, uh in the future and so i'll have to figure out uh, a new um rhythm and so and i think that is a another good point towards why this is a spiritual discipline is that you have to adapt and change it can grow in how much time you spend in silence and solitude yeah. it can shrink for a season so uh, but in your journey at the very beginning, you mentioned um, people who have helped you with this. So who's inspired you uh, on this journey? Who's yeah. helped you out? Right. As, as I was reflecting on that, I, I think it was a progressive journey. Like, and it's still a work in progress. Um, but one of the first times I remember was uh, with a, a university Christian group called InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. And we were on this um, uh, kind of urban missions trip. And one of our Sabbath was to sit in silence. And mm-hmm. so there's a group of 10 of us and uh, we all have to sit for an hour uh, by ourselves, even though there's other, like my friends were across the table from me and it was, um, it was painful. It yep. was, it was yep. difficult. <laughs> uh, and so that was the, one of the first times I can remember that I was introduced to that. And as I um, uh, continually practiced it, I realized the benefit of it. Um, mm. The other people um, along the way have been uh, books I read. So yep. Ken Shigematsu and God in My Everything. and That's a great and, book. And the staff uh, at Living Hope, we, we saw him speak. Um, and he led us through some breathing exercises and some meditation practices to yeah. stop and slow down and uh, really implement that into our mornings. Um, and also um, Mark uh, John Mark Comer, The Ruthless uh, Elimination of Hurry. I have right. not read that book. Yeah, that sounds right. interesting. So he 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 harps on on uh, how we live in a culture of just busyness and uh, and hurry and and he he draws this distinction of uh, uh, there's not much difference between hurry and sin, right? They, yeah, they kind of do the same thing. They they cut us from connection with God mm-hmm. and with other people and with ourselves. And so, uh, how do we really engage with ourselves again and learn to slow down? And so that's what he's about. So, yeah, those are some of the, the things that have helped me. Would you say Jesus is an example of this, Daniel? I don't think so. He's not. He's are not you sure? He's are not you, that great. No. Are you, are you sure? Because that's what's kind of the answer I was looking. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, but as a pastor, I'm going to ask you this. Me as a congregant, you as the pastor, how does Jesus exemplify silence and solitude? If he's our example of how to live the Christian life. Yeah. Do we see him doing this? So I'm yeah, putting yeah. you on the spot for your Bible. No, absolutely. Right. Like he, um, you know, I put myself in Jesus, like sandals, like Jesus shoes sometimes when I read the scripture and, uh, 
if I was in his shoes, uh, among a crowd full of people who are, are needy and people who need to be healed. <laughs> and want to touch you. And want to touch you, like, right? In Mark, that is what they talk about all the time. People touching Jesus' robes, teachers, yeah. like just yeah. wanting to reach out and touch him. Like, Yeah. And, and we really, he's a compassionate guy and he loves all these people. And he, right, like he wants to do these things. And I, I want to believe that. Um but at the same time, we read uh, this 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 start like this thing that happens where he just, even though all this need is happening around him and all these people are demanding, the disciples are like Jesus, you need to come here, right? He pulls away, and, yeah, or he moves to the next city, and yep. and like, uh, is it because he doesn't care? Is it because he, uh, you know, he just uh, gives up or? Uh, no, I, I believe that he really practices this um, of silence and solitude to, to intentionally be with the Father and reconnect and, and realizing that um, he, his life is not dictated by the demands and expectation of the world. And so, yeah, so, yeah, so that's where we see it. That's where I see it the most. And, and yeah, and, uh, yeah, sometimes that's where I can see that uh, explain why this is important how, and why Jesus does it. Yeah, and I think that for myself, when I think of silence and solitude, it's something we have to relentlessly hunt down, mm -hmm. especially for, for those of us that this would be like the hardest discipline to like carve out just five minutes to sit in stillness and sit in silence to be so, like, just connected with God in that way and not talking at him, but mm. just sitting still before him and listening. That's so it can be a hard thing for a lot of people. Yeah. And I'm not saying that for introverts, it's easier. No because oftentimes we don't want to be left with our own thoughts and yeah. so there's just a way we'll fill it with the noise of a book yeah instead of you know just listening to what the father has to say so yeah. there we go so um so what do, what does this achieve for us as christians then in regards to our relationship with god and the world around us like we've kind of been tiptoeing around it a little bit but is there a way that we can like focus like how does me taking time out of my day to be silent, um, to be secluded from other people or from, like you say, the hustle or the activity. What does that achieve for me? And I'm not just thinking selfishly because the goal of these spiritual disciplines is to grow mm -hmm. in godliness. So that's obviously the end that this means is going to achieve. But what does, what does that kind of look like? Then? Yeah, right. What does it achieve? Um, I'm going to use an analogy. <laughs> okay, good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago, Adele and I, we went to a museum. Mm. Okay. Yep. We went to a museum. <laughs> Are you allowed to do that? I just... Yeah. Uh, well, they, yeah. Well, they had COVID at rate policies and guidelines. And okay. So this is what happened at the museum. Okay. So um, uh, we haven't been to this museum before, but uh, uh, so we thought we had a lot of time. Okay? Mm -hmm. But uh, by the time we got there, um, uh, we, uh, we got there at four and realized they said it closed at five. Oh, wow. And then we asked them like, well, how long does it usually take to get, go through the whole museum? And, like they looked at us and they're like at least two to three hours <laughs> to go through the whole thing. Okay. Yep, to get so, the whole experience. Yeah. Right? And so they're like, okay, <laughs> well, let's hit the highlights, right? Like yep. what's the best parts of this museum? Um, it was the Canadian rights museum uh, in Winnipeg. In Winnipeg. Yeah. yeah oh Canadian, my goodness. Canadian, you guys rushed. <laughs> Canadian Human Rights Museum. Oh man, fantastic! Yeah, amazing, beautiful. Um, didn't know it closed at five, you know, and so, 
so we were rushing through it right and uh trying to get all the highlights and and the the workers there they were so gracious they were like looking at their watch and seeing us practically coming by and they're like okay wait, wait you have to look at this and this and this and right and so oh we're goodness. at this museum and uh you know we look at uh, a, a kind of a, a set a setting and then we're like okay saw that okay next 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 right move on yep trying to try to make sure we get take it all in as yeah so you can say we've can. been to the human rights museum we yeah, saw yeah. that we did the yep. yeah um uh, and try to get snippets of it and it was it was just amazing you're just floored right by by what you see and 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 uh uh but we finished at five right and yep as you can see what's happening here right like a, it wasn't the full experience no it, that's not how you go through a museum that's <laughs> not how you experience it there was yep. like the museum was intentionally designed to engage you mentally uh physically emotionally uh it was it was it was just uh, amazing right uh, something that stood out to me was you know you start the first floor and it's all dark everything's dark in the museum but as you start get uh, uh rising the seven floors up to the 10th floor uh it what? gets lighter 10 right? floors in an hour uh there's seven floors but like there's this little oh. tower that you go on uh, oh, at the very end and it's just uh, a, a tower that you go on and you see the whole city and it's it's all glass at the top and it's all lighted and and that's the analogy of you start in darkness uh, of not understanding hmm. uh, but as you go through the museum and you see the human rights and what we progress through uh, you gain uh, enlightenment. You gain um, understanding of what uh, uh, has happened in the world, and and then you kind of uh, end up in the, a place where you have to respond. Like, what what are you going to do now with what yeah. you, what the knowledge you gained? Anyways, all that to say, yeah. is that that could be like our life sometimes. Yeah. Um, trying to rush through a museum. Yeah. Um, it's not how life is supposed to be lived, and uh, Jesus models that for us. Uh, when he slows down, mm -hmm. right? Uh, uh, and so um, understanding that uh, um, uh, sometimes there are things in life, interruptions maybe, or um, thing, uh, relationships that are meant to be slowed down and enjoyed and, yeah. and to take time to look at all angles, uh, maybe circumstances, maybe uh, to think about them again think about them twice, uh, kind of like looking at uh, a piece of art, right? Um, uh, <laughs> when I was younger, I'd be like, this is so boring. Why would you ever go to art museum? Yep. Now that I'm grown up, right? And, uh, and, 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 and taught, like uh, figuring out who the artists are, their intention of, and when they created the pieces, uh, creates so much more depth to mm -hmm. the, the creation. And, and, um, and just like God's creation, for us he's created so many things and there's so much depth to them if we take the time wow. to slow down to look at it enjoy it um uh and i think silence and solitude um really helps me to engage in that as i uh re re recollect all the things that happened in my day mm -hmm. the relationships that i've had and then just to, to examine them kind of like uh, a piece of art and um you know look at them yeah. from different angles um, converse them with God, like, God, what did you think about that? What, what, how did you see that situation? Hmm. Um, and, um, yeah. And so that, that's my analogy. It, it's just, that's what it feels like, you know, uh, life can feel like, uh, <laughs> uh we're just rushing through yeah. uh, and we're missing all just the depth of, uh, what God has put in place for us yeah. to enjoy. So, yeah, that's great. That's a great analogy. And I love the, 
because this is going to lead us into a, a practical application. So if that's what it can achieve, like we can slow down, we can see God at work, we can experience what he wants to show us, not just glimpsing it, but actually like really knowing him in that moment and knowing what it means to follow him or how a relationship is going and kind of examine yeah. it from his angle, then what are some practical suggestions on different ways that people can engage in silence and solitude throughout the week? Because you said it's a progressive thing. Yeah. And I would affirm that if you're going to, if you've never practiced silence or solitude before entering in an hour, you mentioned before, <laughs> it can be the most excruciating it's deep in there. Yeah. Um, like excruciating experience and can really turn you off from the whole concept of it. Yeah. So, you know, starting with like, we've all, we know what Remembrance Day is. Like we, we practice the, the moment of silence and sometimes that can feel like forever. Yeah. Um, when we're remembering, uh, you know, past war, what our, what our veterans went through, what the world experienced in that moment. And so, you know, just start with smaller moments. That's my first, but what are your suggestions for people? Practical ways they can experience silence and solitude. Yeah, right. Hmm. I have I have I have some things written down here. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to think. Um, uh, yeah, because well, I'm just thinking off your point with the uh, um, Remembrance Day, right? Like, um, I would say start small. Like, yeah, yep. like you said, maybe maybe one minute. Uh, five minutes in your morning, right? Mm -hmm. you just take, just try to wake up five minutes earlier find that time uh to pull away in five minutes um some of the exercises i would i uh, think you can do uh in that time is uh breathing like focusing yep. on your breathing as you um uh, and, and these exercises are intentional right so so for me um uh, just intentionally breathing in god's love for me mm -hmm. uh, and then breathing out um kind of the negative thoughts or uh, just expectations maybe uh, and, and, and realizing that um, uh, like Psalms 46 says it just just to be still mm -hmm. and and so just um, breathing in God's love and, and that I don't I don't owe any I don't have to prove anything to anybody today yeah. I don't have to um, and I could just be right and that's yeah. what God wants for me and so breathing is a great exercise um, uh, thankfulness I've written yep. down. Um, sometimes we can get really cynical and negative, but uh, with the spiritual discipline of being in silence and then just making a list in your silence of like, okay, what is what is 10 things that I'm thankful for? Two, mm -hmm. Three things maybe um, uh, if, you, if yeah. you're struggling. And then the last one is, um, again, just uh, going back to the art analogy, um, enjoying creation. And so, you know, in the morning, uh, if you're getting coffee, uh, you probably have a routine where you brush your teeth, take your kids to school, or get coffee and head to work. But um, maybe in creating more margin to uh, enjoy your coffee and, yeah. and to sip it. Uh, and then I, I would say, like, uh, intentionally think through all your five senses when, mm -hmm. you, when you're taking something in. Yeah. Right. And, and, and making note of all of the uh, flavors and aroma of the coffee as you're taking it in. Um, yeah. And just, yeah, because God created us with senses and, and just making note of that as we uh, take in um, uh, uh, how God has created things um, in our lives. And so Silence and Solitude is, is about that. Just um, going back to how I defined it, re-engaging ourselves and how we're meant to be and how we were created. 
um, because yeah. uh, we, we miss that a lot in the hurry and busyness of life. Yeah. Can I pull out a couple of things that you've already mentioned that I think are important? So yeah. um, where you are doesn't matter so much as the, the setting that you put. So you, you mentioned driving in a vehicle. Mm-hmm. So, you know, turning the music off, yeah. you're out in creation. If it's like a scenic drive and you can just, you know, sit in silence and you're in a vehicle by yourself, you're, you're all alone to just think and talk with God. I think that's a wonderful setting. Um, one of my favorite uh, examples of silence and solitude actually comes from, I wrote her name down, Susan Wesley, who okay. John Wesley started like, he was an amazing preacher, teacher in the Christian faith, but his mom, Susan Wesley, okay. with all of her kids, she could never have a moment of silence herself, okay, yeah. except for when she put her apron over her head and her kids knew to leave her alone in that moment because she was praying. Oh, wow. And so even though there was the chaos of the home happening all around her, yeah. she would just sit down on her chair and pull the apron over her head. And that was her moment of silence and solitude. Wow. Even though it wasn't a silent space, yeah. she created it mentally in her own mind, just that yes. silent space. Right. And, you know, Jonathan Ed- Edwards is is quoted as just walking out into the middle of an empty field mm. so that he could okay. create silence and solitude. Like physically, so, yeah. Yeah, you have to, like, be intentional to carve it out for yourself because no one's going to hand it to you. Yeah. So, yeah. No- Pastor Kirk's mentioned his noise-canceling headphones before. Mm. Okay, yeah. Which is a good way to do it. So yeah. those are practical things to do, but you got to intentionally engage in the spiritual discipline yeah. so yeah and I, I would even add like the phone is my worst enemy oh yeah so just like you like i can't even have it on me in silent like on silence but just even to remove it take it to put it in a different room when yeah. i engage with that so. and that is a fight right like it's a fight yeah so and that's the thing spiritual disciplines there's things we have to discipline ourselves to do but it is for our benefit it is yeah right so yeah I think I have one more thing I want yeah, to mention. Yeah, go for it. I missed it. forgot to talk about it. But um, for those people who are anxious, right? Yeah. Anxiety, okay? So um, growing up, I didn't know. I didn't I didn't have a vocabulary for my anxiety. Uh, my parents didn't know. I, I don't imagine my parents would have known what it was. And I just remember I was just a super anxious kid. It was just, um, you know, part of, part of, part of it was just, uh, you know, coming from a Vietnamese family, engaging in a Canadian culture, mm. you just never know if you're right. And, um, yeah. yeah. And so, um, uh, I had a lot of anxiety growing up and I still have a lot of anxiety that, that I battle with. Um, I think silence and solitude has really helped me calm those, uh, uh, thoughts. Right. And, uh, um, for those of people who are fans of, uh, this is us, uh, the <laughs> movie series, they had this great analogy or a great uh, practice that they do um, in the in the series where uh, the three characters have um, anxiety, uh, crippling panic attacks sometimes. Hmm. Um, and um, they would, uh, uh, so then what they did was um, pulled out uh, uh, soda, like seltzer, uh, water, and um, they would uh, put it in front of them and watch the bubbles um, settle. Yeah. And that's uh, use that analogy of like the bubbles are kind of like your thoughts um, that just bounce around, and um, uh, it, it, they're just everywhere. And and as you watch the bubbles settle, so do your thoughts. Mm-hmm. And so, for people who are anxious and listening, I, I hope that is helpful for you, and that's uh, yeah. been helpful for me. Just to being in silence and solitude to to pull away and and to sit and um, 
and and let, let things settle in my spirit and heart mm. uh, before I re-engage with the world. <laughs> yeah, and that's what we see Jesus do. So, yeah, uh, very much uh, wanted to mention that because uh, it's something that I I that's why I I practice this and believe in it so much because um, I see it, it helps me uh, with my anxiety. Yeah, God wants peace for our lives and provides that through Jesus Christ. And I think that that's a a good point. Like you know, rest and sleep provide peace and refreshment for our bodies, but silence and solitude do the same things for our souls mm. where that those are our moments of just like experience peace. And like, it's a fertile ground for Shalom to take root and for God to really impress upon us uh, in a noisy, um, hurried, restless world to just bring peace into us. That is to, we have to fight for those moments because God will meet us in them. So yeah, yeah. Great. man. Well, thanks very much for sharing so much with us, Daniel. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me. Yeah. All right. Well, if anyone has any questions about Silence or Solitude, you can reach me at uh, Colin at MyLivingHope.ca or you can reach Daniel at Daniel at MyLivingHope.ca and ask yes. him the questions. So, yeah, right. And thank you very much for joining us today. Yeah, thank you, guys. Bye, everybody. That wraps up the podcast for this week. Thank you very much for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, email them to colin at mylivinghope.ca. Have a great week and God bless.